Hello everyone, I'm Joseph Roberson. And I'm Brian Tanner. And this is King Talk. We welcome you to our unapologetic and transparent discussion on any and all issues related to youth sports. If there's something you'd like to hear discussed, feel free to drop us a line, shoot us a DM and let us know on IG at King Talk Podcast. That's King Talk Podcast, one word on IG. All right, hey, this week we're gonna be discussing the reality of our varying college paths. Um, and our special guest is former Pierce College and USC football player, Gerald Bowman. Gerald, thank hey, you. Gerald. Thank you for being here today. All right, now, I feel like I feel like to start today's session, we are almost supposed to, like, I, I'm supposed to stand up like they do at those NA meetings and be like, I'm Joseph Roberson and I'm a community college player. You got mm. me? And, and so that's one of the things I wanted to touch on today because we, we all know the reality is that most student athletes and their parents all dream of being these Division One athletes. Uh, I don't know the exact terminology, but they want to play at these. Do we call them power conference schools? Everybody want to be oh, at big a, five. Okay, oh, big five. Mm -hmm. Right. They want to be at a. Uh, if you talk about football, you want to be at a. Um, damn, where do people want to be for football now? SEC. It's not okay, the Pac-12. Okay, right, okay, Alabama. Now, yeah, they, SEC. Right, right. The ACC. Okay. I was about. Hey, you know what? I was about to age myself and say like everybody want to be at a Florida State, Miami, but I don't know if that's, yeah, that's really the that's, case. That's, that's, okay, I'm mean, still ACC. Pac-12 probably be big, back next year. Five. Okay. Big, big five, twelve, big, five schools. big ten, okay. decent. Five, yeah. Yeah. Okay, all major okay. D ones. Like, gotcha. For the most part. Now, now, no one actually dreams. No one says, okay, so me as a community. Man, college, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna cut what? you off because I already know you finna go. Where am I going? <clears throat> now, going? when I was coming up, okay, I, I grew up in Blyville, Arkansas. Shout out to Blyville. <laughs> Should I'm we gonna start do that, that early? I'm gonna do it early. <laughs> Okay, hold on. We had, hold on. Dude. Hey, he, he gets to shout yeah, go out. Go shout out. Shout out to Philly. Okay, man. Shout, out, shout out to Buffalo. Love. Hey, look, Buffalo. and my people, and help me say it right. I want to. I respect all people. It's Blav Blightville, but you know when you're from the country, okay. you, you just drop a whole middle. Okay, here's and it's Blavel. What's up, my people out there? The Ville. Huh? What's up? What's up? Respect to all y'all. Now we had a team so cold. Okay. That. Like my town so small, the only way you probably gonna be seen by a major division one is the JC route. Okay. Um, they don't. They just don't come down there checking. And I remember, I, I can't remember. It was early, late '80s. Um, my brother Kidney Bean, shout out to Kidney Bean. It's back when he was in high school, <laughs> huh? And I was aspiring to be like him because he ended up going to TCU, right? Okay. But it was a couple cats came through and played for the M Triple C Sun. And they, they 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 went to the final four in the nation. Okay. You know, and they 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 all went off major D one. And so that's the local community that's college. That's the local community college. Okay. Okay. And then two years later they lose funding. Wow. How about that? Wow. But now I'm forced to go there. chase one of these small four years again. Okay. okay. That, that, that's my problem. No, but that was my problem. But that is that is a legitimate pathway. It okay, is. Okay. Now you you your journey was you you because you did go to a university. I went to a university. Okay. Got in trouble. Got okay. got got excommunicated two weeks before the next school year started, which okay. forced me to. I end up enrolling at MCCC, who changed the name to Arkansas Northeast at the time for a okay. semester, and I transferred into a JC the following semester. So you're what you were referred to as a four two four player. Yes, you went to university, community college, back to, to college. university. To, oh, oh. Not even the university. I went back just to get back to a four year college. Okay. My college is a university now, but at the time they were just a college okay. wow. because of the wow. amount of degrees they offered. Okay. So all and all that matters. Now myself, 
Um, I was not a traditional age college student. I went on a, uh, you know, without going into too much detail and all my personal business, I lived a little bit of life. Um, you know, I had to deal with the consequences of my life. And upon dealing with those consequences, I decided I wanted some better options. So I enrolled at the community college that was local to me. Actually, I really love basketball. Mm. Where I'm from, basketball is not a sport, it's a religion. But the local community college at the time didn't have a basketball Not, not when it's cold up there. They be outside in the parks yeah, kicking, yeah, kicking yeah. snow off the court. Not that type hey, of no, love. Watch this, watch this. No, I played in a... I believe. I played in the snow many times. I played where it was so cold out, you can't really dribble the ball. And mm. if you don't catch the ball, your finger's about to be messed up. I'm sure right? they did that in Philly, yeah. too, yeah. where it's cold. Yeah. I'm talking about, I, I, yeah. didn't, I don't envy you cats in the winter. You know, so, <laughs> hey, hey mid, midnight basketball, like I'm talking about going oh, to yeah. bed at 9 o'clock so I could wake up at 11 to get ready to go play because we're going to meet at the park at, at midnight. And that's not even talking about midnight leagues, right? I love the sport like that. And at the same time, the community college I was going to attend didn't have a basketball team. And for me, my journey wasn't so much about athletics, so much as redemption and trying to position myself uh, to be a constructive member of the community. So I. So you that, started in Buffalo? Or no, you no, here? no, no. I started in California. So your community college was? Pierce College. Okay, Michelle hey, Pierce hey, the, the one that employs me and breaks bread <laughs> with me. And I don't even know I love you for that. And at the same time, you know, I, I, I don't, I love this school in part because it's been a lifeline for me. But, you know, the message I, I enjoy sharing with people is the benefits of the community college route in general. So I don't want to get stuck on Pierce, even though I know the reality is no one who desires to be a high school athlete and compete at a higher level generally says like, man, I just dream of going to community college. <laughs> just like no one who comes here to Pierce or any community college says like, you know what? When I first talk to people, no one has ever told me, hey, look, my goal is I really want to be a two player. <laughs> I really, hey, I'm really shooting for NAIA Division three. However, I, I mean, to the, to the extent that some people, just based on the fact that they started their Division one clock four years ago and then drifted off and want to come back to school, just surely based on that, they're going to have to go Division go two. You know, but... They still don't come back and initially say that. Most of the time, I have to introduce them to that concept because when they first get here, it's like, well, you know, I want to play Division One ball, but that's not in the cards for everyone. And then, then we get to you, G. What was your path? What was your path? Uh, yeah, so my path uh, was JC. Well, before JC, it was prep school. Okay, okay. And then, um, hey, then that's a whole different mm -hmm. thing. That's a whole different thing. So high school, you didn't have options coming out of high mm -hmm. school, so you went high school to prep school. Yeah. All right, break it down. Talk I to us. To, I went from high school to prep school um, because I, I just felt like, you know, I wasn't going to settle for nothing less, you know, okay. than what I thought I, you know, I know my worth, you know what I mean? So okay. I knew what I could bring. So I tried to, you know, tried the prep school route, tried to get my grades right, and uh, that didn't work out. So, you know, I stopped playing for a while, and then I wound up, you know, getting introduced to Pierce College, which okay. was a JC route. Okay. Um, through some friends. And then, you know, I ended up at Pierce, you know, and like you said, it, it wasn't nothing that I thought I would, you know, attend or nothing like that because to be honest, like after my senior year in high school, uh, my athletic director okay. at the time, he mentioned JC's to me. He was like, you know, you can go to JC route. And I was like, JC, what? 
I'm not going to JC route. Like I'm going D one, or I'm not going to like I'm not going to school. Right, right. You know, that's you know crazy. Saying? That's a lot of kids' attitude nowadays. Yeah, right. right. You that's, know, I was like, so D1 y'all listen. Yeah, like, hey, they'll laugh in the face of a D two offer yeah. or D. Hey, real quick, because it has nothing to do with sports, but I just had a moment of my humanity while I'm sitting here talking with uh with with Gerald and Brian. Really, I want to say with B and G, but then I'm like, y'all might be like, what is he talking about, right? <laughs> hey, but y'all, if y'all could sit in the room with me and see how cold these these kings waves are, home huh? when I'm getting seasick. <laughs> <while I'm talking laughs> hey, no, no, I used to I used to be kind of fresh. I had the long draping hair, but you know I'm 46 going on 47. I had to cut the rolls off when your hair start thinning. You got me? If your hair start thinning, you got to let them rolls go. Maybe consider some other other options. Hey, just like we talking about college, you got to consider some other some options. Other options. So, hey, I appreciate that, though. You noticing yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, even though it's a little rough right now. No, but you're killing them, King. You're I appreciate killing them. you. You're killing them. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Hey, y'all, that, yeah. that Ger- effort. Gerald over here, you know, he, like, he just got that fresh taper and edge yeah, up. Yeah, he come yeah, here trying yeah, to look yeah, good. Yeah. I'm going to have to run to the barber afterwards. Hey, his is pretty, y'all. I ain't even mad at him. Appreciate hey, now, now, G, when you came out here, though, you came out here with, um, there was a group. So I made some notes because, hey, just so you know, like, hey, G's my king, y'all, on a personal level. So we sat down and did a podcast before. Hey, but G's a serious young king. So G got at me and he said, hey, uh, this high G type, Mr. Rowe. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I don't really like that one, you know? <laughs> and I respect that because I think it's important at this stage of life that we all care how we represent ourselves. Hey, that's a side note too. We dropping jewels on you, especially young people. Be thoughtful, because that's not something my generation really had to deal with. Me and B, if we made a mistake, we kind of got, yeah, we, we relive it in our memory, but we don't relive it on social media and on technology. Life. So your generation, I really, uh, I have compassion for you. I have empathy. Parents, be aware of that when you, you really supporting your young people that uh, things live on when, when, with technology. So we all have to be thoughtful about how we represent ourselves, how we put ourselves out there. So hey, that being said, G, I had made a list because I know you yeah. felt like you forgot some of your homies, yeah. homeboy. So yeah. when you first came out here to Pierce, it wasn't even just you. So sometimes people think with the community college journey is few and far between. But in addition, I'm gonna read some names. So you, Aldane Barham came with you, mm-hmm. right? Um, let's talk about where some of these young men ended up going. Kasim Everett, where'd he leave and Kasim, go play? Kasim, he went to uh, Oklahoma University. Okay, Nate Ingram, you remember where Nate went? Nate went to... Was it Morgan State? Morgan I'm not State. sure. Okay, then you, Clinton Granger. Clinton Granger, shout out to Juice, he went to Temple. Uh, Ty Harris. Ty Harris went to Temple as well. Okay, hey, and then uh, now if if there's more names, run them down, my brother. But hey, Dame Julian. Dame, Dame Julian. Yep, he went to Cincinnati. Hey, Dame, I just watched your highlight that uh that catch from uh, from Munchie. I just watched that again the other day, just so y'all know. I go Google you now and then, and hey, he's what's the, what do we say? He's Googleable. He's Googleable. You know, so it wasn't even just you. It was a group. Mm-hmm. Um, who all came out here and and I thought that was something special like in sports now everyone is so focused on only their individual journey their individual experience that it was special for me as an academic advisor and counselor to get to participate in that journey with uh with your group of peers who all came out here Mm -hmm. share with us anything you you choose to or can about that journey my brother oh yeah so you know, shout out to all those boys, man. Shout out to Jalen Strong. Shout out to Turdy. 
uh, oh, uh, Mr. Wanamaker, yeah, what's Greg up with Wanamaker. you? Uh, what's up? Shoot, I know it's a lot more on the list. The twins, yeah, yeah, Tyree, yeah, Tyrant, all those boys. But yeah, man, you know the journey was it was a uh, it was tough, man. But at the same time, we had a lot of fun. You know what I mean? I think that's the part where people forget to have. You know what I mean? Like okay. fun. You you gotta have fun because at the end of the day, it is a game. Right. There are things that you need to do. Hold on, hold on. You mean fun? How? What? What? What type of fun? Explain the fun, though. Having fun, like on the field, you know, just enjoying. Having the fun during your craft, not having fun outside your craft, club, like at the at club, club and at parties and <laughs> yeah. at the bar and with your boys at the mall and at the food court with your girlfriend. You see, this personal for me right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, not huh. that type of fun. You mean, I mean fun within? Your craft that you have yeah. mastered, yeah. right? Yeah, on, on, okay. on the field, just the process. Just enjoy, Message. Just enjoying the process, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because a lot of people, you know, it, it really depends on your character. Like, if you're serious about, you know, succeeding or, or taking your game to the next level, I think, you know, it's a certain level of, uh, of focus you got to have. Right. You know what I mean? And sometimes you don't want to be, like, overly focused to where though you forget to enjoy the process. You right, know what I'm right, 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 right. So, um... You know the journey. It was tough. It was tough for us, um, but we 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 didn't complain at all, man. Like I I, I tell people this story all the time. It was like thirteen of us living in a three bedroom apartment, mm-hmm. you know. But what separated us from the rest was that it was thirteen dogs okay. living in under the same roof. Meaning we all pushed each other. We all wanted to be great. We all you know picked each other up. When one didn't feel like working out, we all competed. We were in the house doing push-ups, going to the pool, doing pool workouts, trying to better our game. Them any, the type of friends you way. need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. every way, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Then on yeah. top of that, we had Coach Greenwood. Shout out to Ty Greenwood. Ty Greenwood. Yeah. Mm. That, that. Where's is he at uh, Delaware State right now? No, or am I tripping? I made North that? Carolina Central. North, oh, wow. That's where Al Dane wow. was. C-A-N-T. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Hey, t- tell us one of what good Miag schools. Tell mm-hmm. us what that brother meant. To you. Hey, so I feel, I feel, I'd like to take some credit. Like I was part of the support system, but the reality is, it takes a village. Yeah. Tell us about Ty Greenwood. What did his support mean? Who was he? What did he do? It meant everything, man. He he he's definitely somebody that was before his time. You know what I'm saying? Okay. He he. In a sense, you know, he he. It's crazy because I I tell some of my friends this now, and I'm like. You know, I try to motivate them, right? And I and, and I strongly encourage them to, to dominate because I'm not in a position no more where I can play. Right, so right. I tell them, like, I'm living through y'all now. Right. You know, and I understand hmm. what that means to people, yeah, you know what shit. I mean? Yeah. Like, I can't play no more. Like, I'm living through y'all. So mm-hmm. appreciate the opportunity that y'all have. And I felt like, in a sense, that's what Coach Greenwood was doing. You know, he was... Instill, instilling his passion in us because he couldn't play no more, so he was living through us, yeah. and it was and it was like that. So when I had the opportunity to get recruited by all these schools, you know, he was loving it because he had to he had the experience as well. You know, he was going out to all my visits with me and stuff like that. You know, he was interacting with these coaches. He was fulfilling his dreams at the same time. Right. You know, he was. Right. He was because he, you know, he wanted to be a coach. He wanted to be in those same rooms as them. And, you know, not only was he happy for me, but he was he was able to, you know, create some 
relationships for itself. Right. Nothing wrong you know with I mean? that, right. yeah. And I felt like that's why he, you know, that's why he was so passionate about what he did because he just wanted, he's, he genuinely wanted the best for us. Right. And at the same time, you know, he knew he couldn't play no more. Right. And he knew, you know how, it, like, once you stop playing, then yeah. you realize, like, all the, all the shit you did wrong. Right. And all right. the shit you could have done better. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's with everything so, in life. Yeah. That's That's not even just sports. It's, and that's where, okay, so there's a couple saying. I think Chris Hayes. What's up, Chris? I, I took this one from Chris. I don't know where he got it from, but it says, the lifetime, the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of the opportunity. And sometimes when you're young, it feels like things are going to be there forever, right? And so, therefore, we don't truly, truly see the value of an opportunity until it's gone. And that's why we use the terminology window of opportunity. It's a window. At some point, that window will be closed. That window will be passed. Talk to me, B. So I'm going to give you some, the flip side to that of what you said. Okay. Sometime, some of us need to realize when we have an opportunity yeah. and we need to yes. take advantage yes. Yes. and seize an opportunity. Yes. yes. Because we get so caught up with what we want. Right. Right, right. That we don't get what we need or we don't get what we need to. Like, my situation was a little different. Like, I, I, I'm i kind of jealous in here listening to him, like, about how he was in the house with all these dudes who were hungry. Because I was at a place where, hell, the, the five or six cats there that I dealt with, we didn't even want to be there. Okay. We oh, was always deep. gone. That's deep. Or, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, at the time, I was a 20-year-old black man. In Paragool, Arkansas, and you can look this up, Paragool probably still one of the most racist cities in in the state. Yeah. Um, I would go in Walmart and people wouldn't even want to walk next to me or they didn't want to wait on me. I ended up getting a job because the manager at the place liked me at the time. Shout out to Jennifer. I don't even know if you listen, if you follow me on social media, but I appreciate you because you, you helped me eat a few nights. Yeah. You know, gave me a job at McDonald's. People would refuse to come in and buy food when I was there in the morning. So I would go in the back and cook, like do the breakfast food and stuff, but if they found out I was there, they wouldn't buy the food. Wow. So that's some real shit. Hey, no, watch this. That, that, the haters, that's, now, that's real. But when that's you, how you, bad hey, I wanted to graduate and get to school. Yeah. Well, got you willing to be hungry? Yeah. Hey, so, see, that's why I don't hate strong enough, because I tell everybody, like, hey, you know, no, I'm going to go in there and eat, player. I'm about to go get my food. But I used to do that. I used to do that, but then it started causing friction for, okay. for the people around me, and it okay. just wasn't worth it. Okay. To the point where they found out where I went to school, people circled, oh, hit yeah. the lot, just all kind of nonsense, but... You know, I did what I had to do. I got up out of there. And I ended up right. transferring to my four-year, which wasn't much better because that's Walnut Ridge, Arkansas. They hey, got black folk living Walnut Ridge now. But it was now. an opportunity to But it was an opportunity to move forward with my life, and I had to get a degree. And the reality is it may not I had have to get been, my, yeah. It may not have been what many people consider the ideal opportunity. That's why I brought that up. Right. No, any different than the paths you've taken, Gerald, mm -hmm. or maybe the path I've taken has been considered the ideal path. But what people have to appreciate, it was a path. It was a now, path. Even when I came to Pierce, I'm going to share this with y'all. It was one. It was a difficult thing for me. But when I came to Pierce, I hate repeating this, but it's just the reality of my situation. We didn't win one game in two years. What? We didn't win one game. Now, when I reflect back on it, what I have to be appreciative for is this: if I went to a school at, that was very competitive. Probably wouldn't been playing. Huh? I, and I wouldn't have seen the field <laughs> and had the opportunity to grow and develop mm. that allowed me over my two years 
to really develop an understanding of the sport and get those valuable hours competing at the sport. So mind you, no university came offering me a scholarship, but because I knew my reality, I worked hard on my academics and I was able to matriculate to a university under the circumstances that the average student does. Once I got to the university, my first trip was into the coach's office to say I'd like a walk-on opportunity. Now, mind you, at the time, that school was what we called Division One AA. Mm. Now, I immediately took all pressure off the coach because I said I'd like a walk-on opportunity and I intend to redshirt. <laughs> right, right. Hey, you said hey, you set it up the way he couldn't hey, say no. This. I got a practice dummy. Come on, and he already in school. No, that's what so, he told me. He mm-hmm. said, "Okay, look, I need you. You have to under those circumstances. You got to go apply." I was like, "Oh, that's done. I've already been accepted." So then his next thing is looking at me like, "Have you really played?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I just finished playing two years at community college." So now I piqued his interest. Now he's staring at me, looking up, paying. Now I got the eye contact, right? And then. um he said, okay, but uh, you wouldn't have an opportunity to earn any money, any scholarship money, being a walk-on who intends to redshirt. I was like, no, I got this year covered, right? Now, he was trying to figure out, like, oh, you got a plan. And I think that's what really caught his attention is, is like, oh, shoot, you have a plan. Mm-hmm. And then that redshirt year, I, I gave them the work. Mm-hmm. I gave them the business. And I really proved myself. And therefore... Uh, my subsequent years going also into graduate school, I was able to get scholarship money and I ended up walking away with a free master's degree. Now, what was so cool, though, is this. I don't tell anybody. That, well, I don't tell any, I tell somebody. I don't my tell nephew everybody. just did the same thing. Watch so how I hit him good, over the head, though. Stuff. Watch how I hit him over the head. Because I was in state and I was also getting the full Pell Grant and my grades were so off the chain. Man, I walked away with more money than half the people who had full scholarships, my brother. You <laughs> feel me? It. But again, you know, I have to accept that there was nothing to brag about with my community college experience because we weren't winning any games. And yet, when I look back on it, I'm thankful to the universe. I, I acknowledge that by saying thank you, Jehovah, that that was my path. That was the path mm-hmm. that positioned me to be where I'm at. It was the path set out for you. Come I on, believe man. I, Come I, on. A lot of people don't. But I believe in predestiny. Like you, you, you get to where you get to by your choices. Mm-hmm. But I also believe you where you at because that's where you're supposed to be. Because you're okay. supposed to reach out and touch the next person right. and pull them on up so they can achieve more. And then that person pull the next person up. And and when okay. it's all said and done, y'all all sitting on I'm top still, of a mountain. I'm trying to figure that one out yet. I still don't know. But I hear your point. I Think hear about your point. It. I'm still trying to discover how I feel about all that. But that's point well made. That's I mean, well just, I, that just—I've always felt that way. Like my thing now, you're supposed it, to be certain. You're supposed to be life. certain. Like yeah. if I wasn't here now, my boys wouldn't be where they were. Right, right. Where right. they, where right. they at now? Right. BJ yeah. wouldn't be doing what he doing. Brandon wouldn't be doing what he doing. Blake wouldn't have an opportunity to do what he do. And that brings me to another question because I know Gerald. He didn't have what your boy got and what my boys have. Like we didn't have. I know you grew up. Mainly, like, in a single-parent home, right? Yeah, yeah. Shout out and, to my mom. Yeah, and then, like, your Shout Brian, out, mom. Shout out, out mom. Hey, we appreciate you because your son is a worthy king, and, and we appreciate you. A hell presence. of a young man. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, but what I'm saying, like, his so his path was a grind, right? Now, you were better than, and, and this is what get me, and I want to pull out something else. You, with the school you played at, in the area you were at, you probably more dominant and better than most of them cats, right? What's at what school? And when you were in Philly, like high school. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go back to that right quick. 
I ain't gonna lie, I had some dogs on my team. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, I was I was probably. Now, when you when you graduated high school, how many of them cats got signed? A lot of going them, off to school. A lot of them went to D twos. Uh, so probably probably like majority majority of the guys that that was on my team that was good. They they went and signed D twos, D threes, okay, stuff like that. But like in your past, because I know you had a couple times, you had a little low where you went to prep and you took some time off. Was that kind of disheartening or frustrating sometimes? Like I mean, yeah. seeing your friends. Well, no, nah, man. I, I not like from a point where you were jealous of they what they were doing, but mm-hmm. like thinking about where you could be if you would have took a different route. Sorry, I, I, I'll say this, man. I always been a dude that was excited and happy for any of my friends' success. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm that type of dude. I always support my friends, whatever they got going on. Mind you, at the time, like out of my Close friends, like I was the only one who played football. Mm. All of my friends played basketball. Hoopers. They were hoopers. So when I was in prep school, like I had my cousin, I had my friends. Shout out to the Morris twins and Malik Waynes. They were at Kansas and Villanova. You know mm. what I'm saying? So on the football side, I mean, I'm just being honest. Like I had no drive or or ambition to play Division Two or Division Three. So you know, I was like, salute to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I commend them for doing that because, quite honestly, I believe that they were better than that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I tell them that to this day because some of those guys was 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 were the guys that, you know, taught me a lot. You know what I mean? We taught each other. You know, so I never really, I never got jealous or or anything like that over that. But once I, like for myself. It was just a little disappointing to know that I wasn't getting the attention that I I felt like I deserved. That's that's what I was trying to get. Yeah. So as far as like how you felt eternally. Yeah. And 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 then how that affected your move. Yeah. So, so to no, you um, next. I see when you're young, man. You you you. It's crazy. It's crazy, right? Because when I was seventeen, eighteen years old. Not too many people could tell me nothing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Be- That's most of them. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then it was different for me because I literally, I was living with friends and stuff like that where I didn't have, like, the, you know, mom or or yeah. dad or somebody like, yo, you have to go do this or just giving me that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My mom was there. She supported me. She held me down always. But, you know, when I'm in a different household... It's just a little different, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I never had I never had, you know, that that somebody saying you make this move, make that move, and all that to say. Now when I look back, it's like, damn, I thought I really knew. Yeah. I knew I thought I knew what I was doing, but I really didn't. You know? I didn't know what I was doing. Wish so you to kinda of listen at times, huh? I mean, I wouldn't even say listen because nobody was telling me nothing. So, you know what I'm hey, so therefore, another perspective is is being appreciative to the yeah. universe. Like, yeah. hey, I'm happy. I'm where I'm at. Yeah. Um, we we can always perspective is very meaningful in life because the reality is every single one of us in this room could look and say, 
or find some ways in which we could say, quote unquote, things could be better. Mm-hmm. Right. So people ask me how I'm doing and I always let them know things could be better. I'm like, but things could be way worse, mm-hmm. way worse, especially with my judgment, my brother. If I really think of all my poor discretions and where my judgment has led me at moments, then I, I'm very appreciative. I'm, I'm where I'm at now because I'm in a very blessed situation. So I would imagine like, you know, your it's just perspective, looking back on your situation and mm-hmm. finding some level of amazement where, OK, hey, I, I'm where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm where I'm at and I'm appreciative for well, such. I was asking from a selfish reason because. Break it down. Um, like my kid got that in, he got he has that in his corner yeah um i also got other kids maybe in your situation that don't have i'm more or less a father figure or right. uncle or a voice of reason with these kids hey for a lot of kids i <clears> give <throat> yeah. you a lot of hey, you, 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 you work too. with a lot of kids but yeah. it's hard when you can't get through to them sometimes yeah. so he a lot closer in the age so i'm really go have a lot of yeah. them come listen to it like yeah. hey go 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 really go listen to this yeah and kind of because this dude like from what i know about gerald a little time i've been knowing him he's a he's a hell of a dude he yeah. um he is trying to do great things in life he's already accomplished great things in life and and he not He's not a bad person for some of y'all to go learn about and model yourselves after because the brother determination, his drive, the the way, the stuff he accomplished, the stuff he's been through, yeah, and then to still rise above all that and reinvent yourself, right, and and to do something else like his path was already set. That's that's how I feel because okay. now he he go affect so many more people, so many in, in so many different ways because. It ain't gonna always turn out that way for everybody like you intend right, right, for it to right. go. Oh shoot though, watch sure. this, G. I got something for you. I got something <laughs> I wanna know about you as as we, we move towards the conclusion of, of today's podcast. As as cool as G is, G ain't the most patient person dealing with <laughs> foolishness. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like if you want G's attention. G, G will come speak with you. G will talk with you. G will uh, spend his time working with young people. But they got to be willing to listen. Right. So that being said, though, especially because I've seen him as a coach now. So I watched him as a young man, <laughs> as a player, and I watched him as a coach. With the current you as a coach, how, how would the current you as a coach deal with the young you as a player? Because you was just mentioning, like, as a young man, couldn't nobody tell you nothing. And I know how you are right now with young men who don't want to hear nothing. Yeah, see, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I was me now dealing with a young me, I would be on my ass. Okay. Like, because even though I knew nobody could tell me nothing, it was a reason why. Because I knew nobody could, nobody was better than me. Okay. And, okay. and growing, you know, growing up on the East Coast okay. in Philly, we got a certain arrogance about ourselves. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can, like that's just our persona. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Y'all are some arrogance, you feel me? guns, <laughs> though. Boy, <laughs> I ain't mad at you. That's how my boys are. That's hey, how I'm trying to raise them. So I, I like that. Mind, but mm. that's, but, but, but that persona is what I, what, what made me who I was on the field. Gotcha. You get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like that's. Yeah. Like outside of the football, like it, it, it's funny because like when I would go on recruiting trips, like, and I would meet coaches, and they'll be like, they'll be looking at me and be like, 
Like, where's the guy that I seen on the field? You know what I'm saying? Like, I was expecting this rough, you know, like rugged, serious. And I'm like, nah, you know, and it's not that it's a facade or nothing like that. But, you know, you're entertaining through sports and stuff. And and just my persona alone, it was was what carried me, you know, through my career to, to have me, you know, like psych myself out to know and believe and think like, you ain't messing with me. I'm about to dominate you. Right. Like, again and again and again and again. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I got away with so much. I got away with so much. And it's crazy you asked that because I was just literally, um, my, my track coach was out here. Shout out to uh, Kurt, Kurt Davis. He, um, we was talking about that. And he was like, and I told him, I said, look, man, I don't know. Like, now that I have a coaching experience, like, I don't know how y'all was dealing with me back then. You know what I mean? Because you couldn't tell me nothing. Give you a different respect you know for him, don't yeah, yeah, I was like... <laughs> I got one like and that. I, and and, and what, it, what it told me was, you got to have a lot of patience. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You got to have a lot of patience to deal with people like that. And on another note, the kids have to be able to trust you and trust your judgment to know that you literally have their best mm-hmm. interest. Right. And for somebody like myself, as a kid, you know, who been through so much, it was hard for me to trust people. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I came to realization the other day, I was talking to my lady, shout out to my lady too. Um, Dang, hold up, though. Hold up, real quick. If you shout out shout your lady, you gotta, hey, boo, shout out to you, boo. Hey, baby. Shout out, boo. Okay. Hey, baby. Look, you can't get she me in trouble. Right. You can't get us in trouble. Hey, okay, baby. You say, I, I was talking Tell to her, and I was like, I grew up. I was, not only was I hurt, uh-huh. but I had a lot of anger in me. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. angry. Right. And it was partially because I've dealt with so much bullshit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Bullshit people. That's why when you say like, you know, I'm a serious I'm a serious person and I'm not with all that because I've dealt with so many bullshitters in my life. Right. That I just like I like what we talking about, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's that's yeah. my approach. Yeah. What we talking about? Like if y'all like with a player, you know, if you want to be successful, if you wanna be, you know, great or at least strive to be perfect or whatever, like, you have to listen. You have to take the advice and, and, and knowledge from somebody who essentially has a blueprint. Take the yeah. advice yeah. and knowledge you know, from like, somebody, somebody who has, has the blueprint. blueprint. Did y'all hear that? You know what I mean? <coughs> and, and that don't mean that you absolutely have to do it the way they did it. Right, right. But you can take... Bits and pieces yeah, from right, right. yeah. That's what I but did. be willing to listen. But listen. Don't, don't dismiss yeah. before you've even heard. Yeah. That's so, it. Them California kids know oh, too man, much, I, boy. Hey, look, 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 look. I'm he, glad you hey, said he that. Went That's there. a lot. He went there. Them California I, kids, hey, look, man. I they, rock with California woo. kids. I don't know what he My son is <laughs> a California kid. My son a kid. kid. <laughs> All three of them. But yeah, but you know. this younger generation, and at the same time, I'm not going to knock the younger generation because they're a product of us, but you do have to learn to listen. Hey, even parents, parents, if you've not lived the journey and you have people who have lived it trying to give feedback and insights to you and your child, you need to be willing to listen. I've kind of had too many parents who've never lived it, 
but I always want to dictate to you. You got well. you mentioned that a lot about yeah, the parent who never died. Hey, That's just like an official too, though. But I'm not gonna go yeah, there yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, come on. If, if you, you should have some experience journey, with a sport, d- then you gotta yeah. humble yourself because and if you have key. feedback to give me, watch this. What I look like walking into a room for a the women, CPA? trying to tell them what it means to be a woman. I'm a man. I, I need to there. listen. I ain't no, I'm going there. I'm hey, touch that. hey, I need to listen. You, if I walk yeah. into a room full of women, I need to listen mm. when it's explained to me. Well, I was raised by all of women. A, of women, what it means to be a woman. So when people start talking about stuff they don't know, that that agitates my soul, my spirit. Sometimes you need to shut up and listen and humble yourself the same way I do as it relates to something see, every day. I grew up with all women, so, yeah. so did I, I thank I God so. for yeah. brothers like Gerald, you, myself who kind of step in and play that role sometimes right. for a kid who don't know. Because right. real talk, man, it take a village to raise right, right. one child. You Come know, it, it take a village. Come on. And if, if as a man, I can't sit there watching a young man who don't have what my kids got as far as like a role model go and, and, and just see him drift to the side. And it's... I know you like that. Yeah. I see you with your arm around him all the time. Yeah, and yeah. what I'm gathering, that's the type of man Gerald turn into. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's time, special. Hey, at the same time, G. Bowman ain't playing. Y'all nah, I'm telling I don't play you that, that with everybody, man. Because I, I, just, I just know the reality. You know what I'm saying? Like, And that's, that's part of the reason why like coaching is something that I was like always skeptical on. Because the reality of it is that not everybody is going to make it. You know what I'm saying? So hot like me, me knowing myself as a person, me dealing with a lot of bullshit and stuff that coaches done told me, like, and through my experiences as as being a Division One athlete, pro athlete, whatever, you can tell somebody has potential or not. So I don't want to mislead nobody, but at the same time, I still can give you the necessary tools to be successful. Because if you're willing, willing to listen. I just want to ask, yeah. you did make it to an NFL locker yeah. room at one point, Absolutely. right? So I, I just want to yeah. make that yeah. clear. Yeah. Like yeah. that in itself, yeah. that, like I said, I got chill bumps. Look at that. Okay. That's hey, just so y'all know, I want y'all to know, I made it outside of an NFL stadium before. I'd have been in a couple hey, of NBA hey, arenas. Look, then, I'd have been in a Staples for I, I ain't getting to the locker room or nothing, but I was in the parking lot. Hey, G, G, we thank you for sitting down with us today. Hey. If anyone ever asks me, a young person um, or anybody, what does it take for success, not just in sports, but in life in general, one of the things I pass along is you, you got to stick to it. You got to, you, you just don't give up. Point blank, period. Yeah. Don't give up. If anyone asks you, what's your feedback, my brother? What's your feedback? I got a lot, man. I, like you said, you know, the, the, the grind don't stop, man. That's something that. Man, I'm writing that down for me. The grind don't stop. Yeah, the grind don't the stop. Grind don't like, stop. It's, it's, he picked his pen up for real. The <laughs> grind don't stop. I'm gonna use that. It's it's like I, shout out to my boy Buck. He uh he he got a thing called GNS. Grind never stops. He uh you know me and him talk a lot and and just to kind of answer your question, you know. I'm realizing you know as I as I continue to grow and learn like, this is exactly what I said. It don't stop. And it never stops, really, because, you know, you could be doing one thing, you know, your mind could be set to this, and then all of a sudden, you know, we all play sports. What happens in sports? Sudden change. Yeah. And when sudden change happens, you got to know how to adjust. 
And some people, it's hard for them to adjust. You know what I'm saying? Because they're so focused on one thing. Mm -hmm. So that's what sports teach you. That any given moment, something can happen. Something can change. And you got to learn how to adjust. But, you, but the whole message is it, the grind never stops. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You got to continue to grind. You got to continue to work. You got to continue to learn. You got to continue to perfect your craft. You got to continue to be the best at what you do. To be the best version of yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's It's a lot. It's a lot that ties into, you know, becoming successful and being successful really to me is not just about accolades and and you know, all all, all of the, the bright lights and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's really to me being successful is bettering your situation and helping your family. Right. That's what I always tell people, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're able to better your situation yeah. and help your family, right. then that's that's success in my yes. eyes. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. success because coming from where we come from, it's poverty, it's struggle, you know, it's senseless <clears throat> killing, murders. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I grew up around that. And that's... As crazy as it sounds, like, that was normal. Right. But... Like growing up, I thought that was that's not normal. It's not normal. It's not normal. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not like this America. We're not supposed to <coughs> be seeing and witnessing that. Like right. we, we we it's so many opportunities, and and if you're not able to think outside the box and believe in yourself, believe in your dream, believe in your your, your destiny, your journey, then it's easy to get caught up right. into what the majority of the people are doing, whether right. it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, just just keep grinding, grind don't stop. You know what I'm saying? Always believe. That's that's another thing. When I first came out here, man, and I started seeing a little success, I I I, I listened to Eric Thomas. That was like he he got me going every day. And if you if you don't know about Eric Thomas, I would advise you to look him up. But he's like a hip hop motivational speaker, right? Bad deep brother too. And this dude. Deep. He 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 bring that greatness out of you. Mm, if you yeah. can grasp like the message that he giving you, you know what I'm saying. But stuff like that is what allowed me to believe like in myself and know like, oh no, it, it it has nothing to do with your ability athletically or you know what I'm saying none of that. It's all about what you think in your head. Like I had a coach told me this. Whether you think you can or can't, you're probably right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, if you think you can jump from here to there, you can do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to keep attempting it until you get it done. If you say to yourself, I can't do that. You, you're correct. You're you right. Started, yeah. You're going yeah. you to you you downplay. You going. You know what I'm saying? So that was another thing. It's 85% mental, 15% the rest. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So that's really... I can go on and on yeah. about it, man, but... There you have it. There you have it. So, hey, we want to thank uh, Gerald. Gerald, if people want to keep in contact with your energy, they can find you on IG yeah. where? Uh, at Gerald Bowman. Uh, G-E-R-A-L-D-B-O-W-M-A-N. And um, I'm on Twitter as well, Gerald underscore Bowman. And, um, yeah, that's it. All right, we yeah. appreciate you. That's a wrap. I hope y'all picked up on them jewels. I hope we left y'all informed. You have just witnessed Three Kings discussing something wonderful. And thank you for tuning in to King Talk. Appreciate it.